We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Mike's on. He's ready to go. On the fan. New York Sports Radio. Mike's on. Mike's on. All right, on this January 7th, a Tuesday night, this is Mike's on, Francesca on the fan, and on a night where the, uh, as you drive home, you're contemplating the fact that the football giants have gone and hired a coach, and you're saying, who the heck is this guy? Now, here's the deal. If this guy had, especially in the wake of the Rule stuff, now, Giant fans didn't know a whole lot about Rule, but they had heard his name a lot, and now he had become uh, a name that became a little bit of an obsession. I know he was plastered everywhere in the last couple of weeks, and it was McCarthy, then it was Rule, and Rule was the guy the Giants wanted. And I do think the Giants wanted Rule. I think they'll deny that now because that's what teams do. When they don't get their guy, of course they say, oh, we don't want him anyway. That wasn't the guy we wanted. We wanted you to think that. We all know it's nonsense. It doesn't matter, though. It doesn't matter if you got your choice. What matters if you got the right guy. And here's the and I did not hear any reaction today. I did not hear the fan at all. So I don't know what fans are saying about this. And I just asked, and they said it was mixed. If this guy had this resume, and he came from any team but New England, there would be a absolute uproar now about what are the, Gi- the Giants have gone mad. The only thing that could have been worse is if the Giants had actually hired Jason Garrett, which I, I don't think they ever really seriously contemplated. I'm going to give them the credit that I don't think they ever seriously contemplated doing it. Okay, That would have been a disaster. Do I think they will? I, I don't know where the Giants were with McCarthy. You heard his name prominently. I, thi- I started hearing Rule's name late October, early November. I mentioned that during the show in the fall that all of a sudden I'm hearing Rule, and I don't know Rule. I mean, I know he was with Coughlin for a year. I know what he's done in college uh, at Temple and Baylor. But I don't know him. I don't think I've ever interviewed him. I don't know him. I've never met him. I know he's a local guy. I think the Giants were after him. I think they liked a lot of the stuff they thought about him. And clearly Tepper went in, thought the Giants were going to hire him, and beat him to the punch. It was a clear sweep him off his feet. The Giants weren't going to pay a guy who's never coached in the NFL and never won a Super Bowl. They were never going to pay a guy that kind of contract. There's not a chance in the world he was ever getting that contract from the Giants. Never. So you know that going in. There was no way they were paying that. That's an extremely outrageous contract. But when you're a guy who's got billions of dollars – And remember, a guy like Tepper is going to change the dynamic. He's going to do things differently because to him, spending money is part of the business. And 
the league doesn't like having flamboyant owners like this. They don't like guys who throw money around like this, but they'll, they'll live with it. Because you know what he did do? He raised the price of all their franchises by spending a lot for his franchise. That they do like. And he went in. He wanted his guy. He got his guy. He paid him a ton of money. And doesn't matter what the Giants say about who they wanted. So many times, teams don't get their first choice, and they're lucky they didn't. And the guy who was the second choice, the third choice, winds up being a tremendously successful coach. And then you hear three years later, they always wanted him. Of course, that was the case. Remember, the Giants tried to fire Bill Parcells in his first season. That's a fact. Luckily, they didn't. Otherwise, the history would be very different. So it is. Okay, Duke could have jettisoned Mike Krzyzewski. After two losing seasons, they thought about it. They thought better of it and didn't, despite the fact he couldn't get a big recruit to come to the campus. He was getting out-recruited in the right and left and losing guys right and left. Didn't matter. They didn't, and the rest is history. Notre Dame tried to hire Dan Devine. He turned him down. They hired Ira Pasegan. So it doesn't matter. It matters if they landed on the right guy. And I think this time, while we never know if a guy has not been a head coach, I've always talked about this. There is an element here of luck involved, and it is a crapshoot. Whenever you are going to hire an assistant, no matter how prominent, you don't know if he's going to be good or not. As Rick Majerus, my old friend, used to say, when you slide down the bench in basketball that 18 inches from an assistant coach to a head coach, it's a completely different world. Same thing is true in football. When you go from being an assistant to a head coach, it is a completely different set of dynamics that is at work. You have completely different things that make you good. But the one thing that you need to find is a guy who has the ability to lead men and has that in his nature. If you can't read that, then you're dead. You have to see that. You have to see that that guy has that look. And from what I've heard, and I, I don't know, Judge, and don't know him at all, but I know people who do. And I know of his background. And I think they landed on a very solid choice here. Now, again, he's got to come in. He's got to command the staff. He's got to command his players. He's got to handle, obviously, the media in the city. There's a lot that goes into being a head coach. But the one thing I, would, I will count on with this guy is he will not have the myopic vision that these other guys have had. This is not an offensive coordinator dressed up as a head coach. This is not a play caller dressed up as a head coach. This is a football man. And that's why getting a special teams guy who had already started to branch out. Special teams in New England is an important job because... Belichick, like Parcells, has always believed that you don't take the foot out of football, that special teams are one-third of the game. It is something they stress tremendously. 
And it's always a very important role in their teams. And we know that very few guys have been special teams coaches and become head coaches. They, don't, they get overlooked all the time. Of course, Harbaugh has become the guy who has become for special teams coaches the patron saint because he's gone on to a lot of success as a head coach having been a special teams coach. But he had asked, if you remember, to expand his duties, and he had started the coach on the defensive side and then got a look as a head coach. Judge had started to expand to the offensive side, plus he was a quarterback. Plus he comes from the Saban school and the Belichick school. He has been taught at Alabama and taught at New England. If you're going to get taught football, you want to get taught at places where they win all the time. You hope it rubs off. Now, Belichick's assistants haven't been good head coaches. Why? Well, it could be a variety of things why that's the case. Many times, guys who are good and very good at their job are not good at being commanding figures. They're not made to be head coaches. From what I know with this guy's personality, that is not the case. This is a guy that I think you will find will be a commanding presence and will be finally a disciplinarian. And to me, that is still important. He's a young guy. He's been around winning football. Special teams gives you a look at, because with special teams, you take from everybody and you deal with everybody. And you're not just about one part of the game. One of the biggest drawbacks that I have found with these off, and it, uh, it became in vogue in this league, and we've seen it in recent years with the Giants with both of their recent head coaches, that they were so wrapped up in their offense that they didn't know how to coach the game. They didn't know how to cut the roster. They didn't know how to bring the right people to the game. They didn't know how to game plan. And they didn't know how to coach the game and coach the game as it went on. They did not make the adjustments. They did not handle time well. They did not handle game scenarios well. They were extremely limited in that. The guy who's the good head coach is the guy who sees the entire picture and can handle it. What you do as a head coach is you put out fires. When a player has a problem, it's your problem. When a coach has a problem, it's your problem. When part of your team breaks down, it's your problem. Everything is your problem. And you can't just have your head stuck in a, in a play sheet and be the head coach. It doesn't work that way. Being a football generalist is what makes a head coach. And the head coach who becomes that figure, who expands and can handle all the details, who has his hand in everything. And he has watched two guys who know how to do that. He watched Saban do it. He watched Belichick do it. And he was someone who has studied more than one part of the football team. And I think that is an overriding positive virtue that he brings to the job. That and the fact that he is known to be a guy who can command the room, 
that he's intelligent, he can command the room, and he's tough. And if you're going to be the head coach in this town, you need to have some presence, and you need to be able to command the room, and you need to be able to command your team. The media will take care of itself. All you have to do in this town to take care of the media is win. Then it's easy. If you win, you got to meet it out of your hand. That goes without saying. Completely, that's the way. But when the Giants lost rule, I said the Giants are still caught in that fog. They let McCarthy get away, which I thought they needed an experienced guy. I thought the Giants needed a guy who we knew was going to bring a commanding presence in here, so I would have gone with McCarthy. I had heard good things about Rule, though I didn't know him. So I thought, all right, they've decided McCarthy, maybe he wanted the Cowboys, maybe he didn't. I don't know which way he wanted more. I've heard rumors both ways. Doesn't matter. They're going to send him on Rule. They lose both of them, and I'm thinking, what are the Giants doing? But they then landed on a guy. That surprised me. I didn't think, I think, thought they would pick another offensive coach and find themselves trapped in the same problems they've been in in the past. They went in a different way. And I'm telling you, I think the Giants, for the first time in a long time, made a solid choice here. Is it automatic? Nothing in this league is automatic. You never know. Never know for sure which guy is going to turn out to be the right guy. But I think if you look at what I know about this guy, I think this is a very, very solid choice. Back after this. You're going to hear uh, that Judge has never been a coordinator, no less a head coach. But understand this. Now, last year, he has to move out and branch out, and he coached the wide receivers. This guy was a special teams coach. Special teams is not like coaching a position. When you deal with special teams, when you're the special teams coordinator, the special teams coach, you have varied responsibilities. Plus, you deal with every department on the team. You deal with everybody on the team because you decide each week which guys are going to come to the game, which guys are going to play. And you take from everywhere. You take from the deep backs. You take from the wide receivers. You take from the running backs. You take, so you take from a variety of places, and it gives you a well-versed job, and you're involved in a lot of situational football. So I think in a lot of ways, from a straight position coach, the special teams guy is almost a third coordinator in his own right. Now maybe he's never called plays. And listen, they're going to bring in a prominent offensive coordinator. There's been talk they're going to bring Jason Garrett in as an offensive coordinator. If that happens, I don't think that's the worst thing in the world. I think a guy like Garrett who, to me, Garrett is not a bad offensive coordinator. He's not a great one, but he's not a bad one. I think he's just not a leader. I think certain guys aren't leaders who can do a job well. I thought Norv Turner is a perfect example. Wade Phillips and Nord Turner are a perfect example of guys who are very good at game planning, very good at being coordinators, terrible as being head coaches because they're just not commanding figures. Romeo Cornell, who's a friend of mine, the same way. Romeo's a wonderful coordinator. He's got enough rings to show you. He's got a draw full of them. He's not a head coach because he's a good guy. You can't be a great guy and be a head coach. You've got to have some 
nasty. You got to have some toughness. You got to be willing to. You don't care if players like you or not. You need to command the room, command your coaches. You're not there to make friends. You're there to win games. And that means commanding your coaches and commanding your players. And the Giants haven't had a commanding figure in a while. Neither of the last two guys were commanding in any way. And all they've done is lose. They need to get one. This guy has some of that. At least that's what has been portrayed to me about him. And I like the background. I like the generalist approach. I think he will have a much more wide open vision and and will have an all-encompassing vision of the team on how to build a team and how to run a team. And I think that's what has been missing so dramatically from the Giants is an accountability of making the players accountable, making the coaches accountable, not making the same mistakes week after week, not just you know the same stuff week after week being accepted as being good enough. So I don't expect everybody to automatically love this move. You wouldn't want that. But do I see something here that I'm not shaking my head at? Yes. I actually like the move. I actually think this is a a surprising choice for the Giants because I think the Giants have been so lost for so long. I think they've done, and, and listen, I think the only thing they did wrong this offseason was they didn't jettison Gettleman with Shermer. They should have done both and started fresh. I think that's what they should have done. They didn't do that. But I think this move, they're bringing someone in who can have some presence. And they are in desperate need of football leadership and football presence. And unless I miss my mark, and if I do, you know, we'll see it. I think this guy is going to bring some of that to the table, from what I understand. And that's what you need to see. And I think if that's the case, that will be a distinct positive. And again, we'll wait and see. Would the Giants have ever, you know, if it got into a bidding war, would they have ever gone there for rule? No chance. With no chance would the Giants ever pay their coach that. They, you know, you'd have to win a lot before you get paid from the Giants. There's just no way. You know, Tepa does business a little differently. You know, this is a guy who's going to bring a different, you know, way of doing things and a dynamic way of doing things. The Wall Street, big money way of doing things to the league. You saw that today. And there's nothing wrong with that. And there's nothing wrong with him. Maybe, maybe he found his guy. We'll see. It'll be fascinating to see how Rule does in Carolina. You know, I think, I think McCarthy's a good fit considering that Dallas roster. I think he will do a good job there, going in there with the veteran staff. I'll reserve to see my first thing I'll look for, and you should look for, is to see what kind of staff Judge puts together. I hope the Giants allow him to do what he wants with the staff. Don't enforce a staff on him. If he's got enough presence and enough leadership where he has guys that he wants, let him have his guys. That should be the province of the head coach. He should be able to run his guys. Let him, he's going to run that staff. He's going to have those coaches. He has to live with those coaches. Those coaches decide whether he gets fired or or stays. Let him pick those guys. 
and believe that he has enough. You just named him as your head coach. You got to believe he has enough presence and enough smarts to put together a staff. If you didn't, why would you hire him as your head coach? He had to move you enough in the interview that you thought enough of him that you should be now at least comfortable enough to let to back off and let him get the guys he wants. So the only team left is the Browns. I'm sure they'll wind up, I mean, I would think they'd wind up with McDaniels, but with McDaniels, you never know. You never know if he'll leave or not. That's the logical choice there. Uh, we'll see how that unfolds. Um, Knicks tonight out to see the Lakers. So, I mean, if that interests you, obviously the Knicks have been playing a little better. Nothing to get all excited about, but at least, you know, trying to make things a little, you know, more competitive. Um, you know, it's funny. Everyone's looking at the Lakers now and wondering the piece that they can get. And they don't have a lot of resources. They obviously spent all of them, you know, making the move they did. So they don't have a whole lot. But if there's one piece, and, and let's be honest, they don't need a point guard. People keep saying they trade for a point guard. They, LeBron's your point guard. We know that. You don't need that. You need somebody who can knock down a three, and they need somebody who can play defense in the half court in critical times and can handle pick and roll and can do the things that they need a defensive guy to do. And that's why, to me, the perfect player for them is Iguodala. He's going to be moving. The question is, can he wind up there? That's the guy. He's got enough left. He's a, he has that little Robert Ory touch in the postseason. He'd be perfect for that team. And that could be enough. If they can keep Davis healthy, LeBron's going to be a handful in the postseason. And I just think that would be the, the perfect guy who would be the fit. You know, they've, they've, they've done well in the regular season. You know the, it looks inevitable out there. I mean, I think Dallas is, is, is another year away, another player away. You like what they've built there. I mean, they, they're well on their way. You know, Denver's not been as good as they were last year. But they, they could still put it together, but I still think it's very much the Lakers and the Clippers. And I think they need that one player who can help them on the defensive end and also give them the guy who can knock down that big three. You know, the guys that are going to play at crunch time right now on, uh, uh, outside of the big two are going to be, you know, Pope and Green. But Iguodala would be perfect. Absolutely perfect. And he is a winning player of the highest order. He is a postseason player. He's a championship player. He's an uncanny three-shooter, even though he can't make a free throw. And he is a classic, even though in his old age, he's a classic big spot defender. That would be the guy for me. Because otherwise, there's not really much out there. You know, there's talk of them maybe landing somebody from the Knicks. There's not anybody I really want if I'm the Lakers. It really isn't. You know, there's not anybody there that's going to help me that much. That's the guy I'd want. And I think if you play it just right, that could possibly happen. 
I could see that. I could see that being the case. I mean, uh, it's going to be fascinating, and I think the the thing that's going to be the most positive is the fact that the layoff LeBron had last year is going to allow him to be very, very fresh. You know, that was like a new lease on life. Him missing a bunch of games last year and then not playing in the postseason for the first time and not having those grueling months of action where he carries everything. Also keep his minutes under control here in the regular season, and he will be an absolute monster in the postseason. And I think it's going to be fun to watch. It really is. I think it's going to breathe a lot of life uh, back into an NBA which needs it right now. I mean, it hasn't been a great year, as we know, for them. Uh, it's been a good time for the NFL as far as TV ratings. It has been a good time as far as attendance. That's a story for another day. I think you're going to see uh, leagues building smaller stadiums in the years to come. We can get into that one day because I think that's the model for the future. Very fancy, smaller uh, ballparks because the attendance is going to continue to dwindle as it gets better to stay home uh, for a variety of reasons, especially on uh, football Sundays. But that's, a, as we said, a story for another day. So on this Tuesday, uh, we will see you tomorrow. Have a very good night. A uh, lot going on the rest of the week. We've got a lot of football to look forward to. Uh, I guess uh, Steve Summers is off. And I guess uh, one of my old guys there is ready to take over. Sal is ready to come up next. So uh, after a quick break, we'll send it to him. Have a good evening, everybody. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.